It may not mean a lot of wins, but which teams can use 2023 to launch themselves into championship contention for 2024 and beyond? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope you are all having a fantastic start to your Tuesday. Another fun one in store for you here today on the show. Today on the show, we are looking at teams that could potentially use 2023 as a launching pad to take themselves out of maybe being at that bottom tier of teams who don't have a championship window and pushing themselves into the stratosphere of when we talk about 2024, we are going to talk about blank team being in the mix. And what is so fun about this and the reason why I wanted to do this show is I think for every team, for every fan base, a successful 2023 season might mean different things. A successful 2023 season is going to mean something differently from me being a Jets fan to Bailey being a Bears fan, to a Dolphins fan, to a Cardinals fan, to a Lions fan, to a Saints fan, you name it, there are different expectations across the board for all 32 teams among their fan bases. Now, again, I think everybody probably expects their team to try to do well and try to win and try to maybe make a run at the playoffs. Overall, yes, but there is a varying degree of success and what 2023 might mean for these teams. And so because of that, we are able to look at those different buckets that success could fall into for 2023 and discuss those teams and do deep dives. That's what I'm really looking forward to today here on the show because we are going to take one of those buckets and that bucket being teams that maybe we don't think have super high expectations for 2023. We don't maybe necessarily fully anticipate these teams being playoff contenders. They might be in the hunt late into the season, but truly we don't think they're going to make the playoffs or make some noise. But success here in 2023, paired with some information that I'm going to share with you guys about cap space, about draft picks, about all that kind of stuff, could set up. We would look back at 2023 and say, this is the year in which things turned around for blank franchise. And so the chat has already kind of discussed about a couple of teams here. Colton says, not sure if I understand the assignment, but the Jags are definitely a team in this, right? Not really. Yes, sort of. They were a playoff team a year ago. The expectations are for them to win the division again, potentially make some noise in the playoffs. It's not really the kind of teams we're talking about today. We're talking about teams that really, truly probably aren't going to go very far this year. They might not win more than six or seven games, but they could take the right steps this year, get answers at some key questions, and pairing it with some information about cap space and draft picks that we'll discuss throughout the course of the show are going to be set up to start their runway in 2024. That's kind of what we're going for here today. Braden says, hopefully, hashtag our Lions are on it. We can discuss them. Again, I think they fall more into that Jags bucket than they do anything else. But any team that you guys want to potentially throw into this bucket, we can. Uh, Braden says, speaking of the Cardinals, I saw them listed in a latest article that should tank for Caleb Williams. Wish I would have shared that with you immediately, Chris. Please. We, we have a topic on hand today. We have a focus. We are focusing on teams using 2023 as a launching pad. We are not discussing Caleb Williams and the Arizona Cardinals. We will save that for another time. Although we are going to talk Caleb Williams on the show this week, more than likely tomorrow, we'll do the deep dive into Caleb Williams and some of the other quarterbacks uh, for the 2024 draft class. But okay, let's jump into it from this context. I did some digging this morning, 
And the, the real inspiration for this is when we were doing our championship window buckets and we were putting teams in the all-in bucket and we were putting teams into the firm contender bucket and we were putting teams in, these are teams that are probably a couple years away bucket. One of the things we came back to with two teams in particular, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cleveland Browns, we kept talking about how much cap hell they're in in 2024. Both of those teams, I think, are north of $70 million over the cap for 2024 as it currently stands, meaning that they're going to have to let go of some players who are currently on their team and are currently major factors for their success, and they're going to have to retool their roster. And I thought to myself, after thinking about that, what if we looked at the other end of that spectrum? What if we looked at the end of the spectrum of the teams that are fluent with cash in 2024, that have a ton of cap space, that might have some existing infrastructure already in place to where that money, that cap space, potentially some draft picks as well, is just fuel on the fire to an existing infrastructure. And so I have one, two, three, four, five, six teams. I have the top six teams, the top six teams in cap space for 2024. Now, with each of these teams, there are going to be different questions. There are going to be questions of, do they have any players currently on their roster that are going to eat into this with extensions? That'll change the math a little bit. Like, the Cincinnati Bengals are a little bit lower on this list. Now, one, they don't fit the topic of conversation that we're having here today, but they're fluent with cash for 2024. But I think some of that's going to be eaten up here, potentially as soon as the next couple of weeks when they do a Joe Burrow extension. But with Higgins and Boyd and Chase coming up at some point, that number is going to get eaten into a little bit over the next calendar year. And so they're a team. They didn't fit the mold of what we were talking about, but from a cap space perspective, they wouldn't make the list anyway because I think there could be a lot of that money that gets eaten into and they maybe won't be able to make splashes in free agency. So with that being said, here are the top six teams in cap space that we have on this list here today. I'm just going to present them to you and I'll take some of your comments in the YouTube chat and then we'll dive into some of these teams. The Houston Texans, $87.7 million in cap space currently for 2024. The New England Patriots, $85.4 million in cap space for 2024. The Chicago Bears, $80.7 million in cap space for 2024. The Tennessee Titans, $80.4 million in cap space for 2024. The Washington Commanders, $67.6 million in cap space for 2024. And the Indianapolis Colts, $62.9 million in cap space for 2024. Those six teams all having 60 or more million dollars in cap space. Now, let's be realistic. They will not walk into the 2024 offseason with exactly this amount of cash. They will have some extensions that they'll get done, or there'll be some players that they want to bring back, and that will eat into this number. But overall, when looking at this picture, these are teams that you think, okay, they're going to have some level of space to be able to add to their team. They're going to have a reasonable amount of cash to be what we would consider a big player in free agency. And what, what do we talk about on this show all the time? It is one of the things that I fully believe in, and I say it ad nauseum on this show. I love teams that put themselves in a position to have opportunity. If you've got the cap space, if you've got the draft capital, if you have the roster flexibility to where the world is your oyster, where you can do whatever you want, you can entertain any possibility, disgruntled player in X on X team 
potentially interested in coming to you, you can explore that possibility. I love the way you GM then. I love the way you build your roster. I love the way you they, you keep yourself flexible to be able to entertain those possibilities. I love when teams do that. You've seen teams do that over the last couple of years where Miami was able to do it by keeping some cap space and some draft capital on hand, able to land Tyreek Hill. The Jets have been in the mix over the last couple of years for some players. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be the big winner on this list, considering the $80.7 million in cap space. And we haven't talked about the cacophony of draft picks that they're going to ultimately end up with that they have for 2024. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. The Chicago Bears have it in spades. And so just starting from the launching point, remember the Bears were big spenders in free agency this year. Maybe not in the way that we wanted them to be. And I've been critical of some of the moves that they've made and the positions that they prioritized this offseason. But they still got over $80 million in cap space going into the 2024 season. And let's just use them as the example. They are the featured image of the thumbnail for this show with Justin Fields because I think they are the big winner on this list. So we'll start with them. We'll talk about them first. If Justin Fields gets better in 2024, in 2023, if he's better, if he continues to improve, and he's, he doesn't need to be the player that everyone thinks he is in the NFC, he just needs to be better. If he's better than he was in 2022 and continues to grow and continues to evolve and continues to get better, and you've added DJ Moore into the mix, and he becomes that true number one, and this offense starts to gel, starts to formulate very well, starts to maybe be a little bit more efficient and productive than I think they're going to be in 2023, if they take that next step, and you go into the offseason with $80.7 million in cap space with your answer quarterback, you've got a wide receiver one who's on a bit of a long-term deal. I think there's two years, two or three years on, on his deal after 2023 for DJ Moore. You have all that cap space. You're in a division that we think is going to be wide open. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I know we have hashtag our Lions. But how well do they look in 2023? Green Bay, Jordan Love, a lot of question marks in the NFC North. So if you improve in 2023, improve. You don't have to win a ton of games. You don't have to make the playoffs. If you improve, if you play better. Remember, this is a team that had the number one overall pick for a reason. If you just play better, you could still be a top 10 team in terms of a pick. But if you just play better, you just play better. If you are more competitive each and every week, you go into the offseason with $80.7 million. You've got your answer at quarterback. And oh, by the way, you have four picks over the first two days of the 2024 NFL draft, including two first rounders, you can very, very quickly pour gasoline on this fire and we would be talking. The conversation everybody wants to have about the Chicago Bears in 2023, I think they're a year too early. I think that conversation happens in 2024. I think that is going to be the year to hop on board the Chicago Bears bandwagon if Justin Fields continues to develop to where that is the year that they're going to make a splash in the NFC. Because you're going to have the gasoline of the $80.7 million that you can throw on this. You're going to have two first-round picks that you're going to be able to use. Or you can package. You can do whatever you want with them to help support Justin Fields. You have all the opportunity in front of you. And so for me, I look at them as one of the clear teams that's atop this list to discuss. Now, a team that doesn't have a ton of cap space, they ended up a ton relative to the rest of the groups that we're talking about. They have $45 million. I think it's like $45.4 million in cap space for 2024 as it currently stands. But they've got six picks over the first two days of the draft. Six, two ones, a two, and three threes. A team that's going to be picking six times in the top 100. The Arizona Cardinals, $45 million in cap space. 
six picks over the first two days. Potentially a fully healthy Kyler Murray, depending on how you feel about what they're going to do long-term with Kyler Murray. You don't think that that can be a quick turnaround with that kind of cap space? Listen, $45 million is not 87 like the Houston Texans have. $45 million is enough to address some needs. It's enough to fix some of the holes on this team. And then you know what you can do with the rest of those? What you, how you can fill the rest of those holes? With your six draft picks over the first two days. You've got two pieces of your offensive line that you think are going to be long-term answers there. And DJ Humphreys and Paris Johnson Jr. You've got those two guys. Colton says in the chat, not just top picks, possibly two top five picks. 100%. Might have two top, you might have two top five picks. You insert Marvin Harrison Jr. into this offense, boom, wide receiver one. Done. Taken care of. Draft another offensive lineman. Draft an impact pass rusher. We know this team needs pass rush help. They've needed it for the last couple of years. This is what I'm talking about when looking at what 2023 can be. It, it doesn't have to be just about wins or losses. It can be about how can you set yourself up to start your runway again in 2024. And the Cardinals might be a team that can do it with the cap space, with the answer at quarterback. I think what you need, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, the one thing you need to answer in 2023, talked about this yesterday with Tennessee, in the Tennessee Titans quarterback situation. If you haven't listened to that show, I highly recommend going back and listening to it. It's a great conversation about the purgatory that Tennessee has put themselves in for 2023 by not moving on from Ryan Tannehill, putting themselves in this weird spot. But the Arizona Cardinals need to answer this question in 2023. Do we want to continue long-term with Kyler Murray? That is the answer. That is the question that needs to be answered by Monty Austinfort and Jonathan Gannon. That's it. Wins and losses do not matter. That matters. Is Kyler Murray going to be the long-term answer for the Arizona Cardinals beyond 2023? If you answer that question, successful season. If Kyler Murray comes back and he plays in half the season or however many games and looks like the guy that can lead you into the future and Monty Austinfort wants to build around Kyler Murray, boom, away we go. Two first round picks, six picks overall in days one and two. We've already got him under contract and we've got $45 million in cap space to be able to build around him. If the answer is no, then you go into the 2024 offseason knowing we are going to move on from Kyler Murray. We're going to make a trade. We're going to acquire even more draft capital. And while maybe 2024 isn't the springboard, maybe 2025 ends up being the year where you can turn things around if you hit the reset button at the quarterback position. But you're going to have $45 million in cap space, give or take, based on depending on how the Kyler Murray trade, when it gets done, how it's orchestrated, and more than six draft picks over the first two days of the 2024 NFL draft. That's how quickly you can turn things around in the National Football League. So those are two teams to keep an eye on. Houston, with $87.7 million, is not a team to, to, to shy away from. There's a lot of pieces that we like. Will Anderson Jr., we like. Derek Stingley Jr., we like. D'Amico Ryans, we think was a great head coaching hire here on this show. Maybe don't love the coaching staff, but we think D'Amico Ryans is going to bring exactly what the Houston Texans need from a culture perspective. They gave him a six-year contract. They got the quarterback in C.J. Stroud. We're going to get a great first look at him this season. Damian Pierce, a great young player. A lot of pieces along that offensive line that appear to be really stable pieces that you can build this team around. Is it perfect? No. If it was perfect, Houston wouldn't be drafting where they were last year. But you get good strides from C.J. Stroud in his rookie season, and you can take $87.7 million and surround 
CJ Stroud with pieces, both on, on offense and defense, in a division that could be wide open. It's really just Jacksonville right now. We talked about Tennessee yesterday. They're at risk of falling behind. They're at risk of being the laughing stock of this division if they don't get it right. Houston's got the ability to get it right. They've already got their long-term answer at quarterback, they think. And they might have $87.7 million to surround that player. That's a pretty nice position to be in with a head coach who would be entering year two. Tuttle says, I like what the Texans have done. Very promising young team. The next two years should be fun. Yeah, I have a long-term bet on the Houston Texans finishing in the bottom of the division for uh, a stretch of five seasons. I am two years into this bet. This will be year three this year. I think I'm going to be okay this year, but I think it's going to be the last two years of the bet that I'm going to sweat out a little bit. And I'm okay with losing this bet. I'm okay with being wrong. I thought they would just stay in this purgatory for a really long time and not get it right. I think they're starting to get it right. They got the head coaching hire right, I think. They took a swing and a long-term answer at quarterback. They got Will Anderson Jr. They got some young pieces to surround this wide receiver group with. We don't have to do that again. We don't have to go down that conversation. But they are set up to really, really be interesting over the next couple of years. Again, 2023, not going to be a lot of wins. It's not going to translate. It might be four, five, six wins at most. But 2024 could really be the year. And that's the point we're making here on the show today is which teams can use 2023 as a launching pad where they're going to be able to answer questions in 2023. They're going to be able to kind of move some things around and they are set up in 2024 with cap space and draft picks and or to be able to continue to build. And I think the Houston Texans, they fall more into the cap space bucket because they had to move some picks around to get C.J. Stroud. But they've got more cap than anybody else. New England's a team that's interesting with $85.4 million. You got three teams in the division that are going all in. You got Miami, you got Buffalo, and you got the Jets that are all kind of in the all-in window in terms of the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers, 40 years old. The Dolphins are going to have to pay Waddle at some point. They've got some defensive players that they're going to have to pay at some point. Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland. These are guys that are coming up in the next couple of years. So with those guys going all in, New England's just kind of sitting back here, just going to hopefully turn things around with Mac Jones. Again, if you turn things around with Mac Jones and he's your answer at quarterback and you solve that problem, $85.4 million, that's nice. Tuttle says, Jones' situation aside, New England seems to be in a good position team-wise with that cast space, but are just in a brutal division. They are in a brutal division. But how much turnover could happen in that division? I do worry, however, that GM Bill Belichick has not been very good at his job the last couple of years. Coach Bill Belichick's Coach Bill Belichick, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. GM Bill Belichick hasn't utilized those dollars very, very well over the last couple of seasons. So that would be the concern that I would have there is just because you have $85.4 million in cap space doesn't mean you're going to utilize it properly. I remember a couple of years ago, they used a lot of their dollars on John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. and That did not work out the way that maybe they thought it was going to. And so, again, it's not just a, if you have cap space, therefore, you're going to find success. It's not, it, that's not how it works. But in terms of gasoline on the fire, yeah, they're in a situ- situation where they can do that if Mac Jones bounces back in 2023. Now, if he doesn't, you've got $85.4 million to be able to go out and address quarterback in a different way. Maybe Kirk Cousins goes up to New England. Maybe they utilize some draft picks to go out and trade for a quarterback that they can take on a contract. The Rams were 
trying to trade Matthew Stafford this offseason? Do they revisit that again in 2024 if Matt Stafford still wants to play? A lot of different options that could play themselves out here over the course of the next couple of months. But the thing I wanted to focus on here today is the, the teams that find themselves in really good situations to answer questions in 2023 and then with those answers set themselves up really, really nicely in 2024. Could you imagine if Washington has their guy in Sam Howell? They could take $67.6 million and go out and get some more talent along the offensive line, get a couple wide receivers, fix up this defense, continue to invest with draft capital. That's a pretty nice situation to be in. Indianapolis Colts with $62.9 million in cap space. They just got Anthony Richardson. They had a really good draft. Probably my favorite draft. Pretty sure I marked it as my favorite draft with what they were able to do. If just some of those players pan out and you take those players and you add $62.9 million to it with other players that you can get via free agency, that's a nice situation to be in. Tennessee, we talked about them yesterday and how they're, they're on the cusp of, of things not going very well. They've got $80.4 million that they could potentially very quickly turn things around with. So they're a team to pay attention to. That while I think their quarterback situation might not get answered, and so I don't know if, they, if 2023 could be a launching pad for them, They've got $80.4 million that they'll be able to kick around to add to this team, shore up this defense, fix the offensive line, get some wide receivers, help out the young quarterback. If Will Levis is going to be your guy in 2024, that $80.4 million needs to be revamping that offensive line, getting wide receivers. Their cap space and the draft capital that the Tennessee Titans have need to be mostly invested in the offensive line and the wide receiver room if they are going to move things over to Will Levis. And again, these are just some of the teams that find themselves at the top of the pecking order when it comes to cap space for 2024 that I'm intrigued in paying attention to. Again, I don't think anybody sits here and looks at Houston, New England, Chicago, Tennessee, Washington, or Indy and mistakes them for playoff contenders in 2023. That doesn't mean they're not interesting. That doesn't mean they're not intriguing. It doesn't mean that the, that the 2023 season can't be a very important turning point, inflection point, fork in the road, Whatever phrase you want to use, it can, be that, it can be that thing for those teams, setting themselves up for 2024. And so that's what we kind of wanted to focus on here on the show today. Appreciate you all being here and making this show a part of your day each and every day that we do this podcast. We would love it if you rate, review, subscribe to the show, share the show with a friend. Greatly appreciate it as we continue to build a ton of momentum for the show ahead of the college season and the NFL season starting just a few short weeks from now. Very, very excited. Looking forward to the in-season content that we're going to be able to bring you here on the show. And I'm sure you're going to want to tell your friends about it. And so please rate, review, subscribe, share the show, continue to grow this community, continue to grow out the the fantastic um, conversations that we're able to have here every single day. And that is because you guys continue to show up. You guys continue to rate, review, subscribe, and share the show. And we greatly do appreciate it here. You can catch us on the YouTube side of things, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we go live a little bit before the show starts. You got the pre-show, you get the recording of the actual show, and then you get into the post-show where we sometimes continue the show conversation or we go completely uh, off into other areas, other sports, uh, random pop culture stuff. It gets weird in the post-show. You're going to want to be a part of it. So Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can catch that. If you're not able to join us live and you still want to catch the video version of the show, no problem. We got you covered. Go over to the Draft Network YouTube channel, click on the live tab. All of the VODs are there for you so you can catch up on the show and see the video version of the show. You actually get a live replay of the chat as well so you can see all the comments in real time. So if you want to catch it that way, you have that as well. We appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. We hope you all have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. 
We'll talk with you all tomorrow.